I just wanna have peace Pay for the bill, let them take my car, never see the receipt Good health, we prize, but everybody around prosperity What's up guys and welcome to the Live Better Podcast This is your host Jay Ciano and this is the show for people trying to optimize every area of their life Let's go I just wanna have peace What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Live Better Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Ciano. Today, we have Joey Angelo, one of my longtime buddies. Uh, we met in college, and we share a lot of similar life experiences. Uh, we both lost our mother after college, shortly after college, and we both were working corporate jobs right out of college and moonlighting. Uh, in the nightlife industry, which is really how we uh, became friends. So we talk a lot about Joey's businesses and optimization of all areas of life. I'm excited for you to take a listen and hope you get a lot of gems from it. Enjoy. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Live Better podcast. I have a buddy of mine that I've known for a really long time with a vast background that I'm excited to dive into. Mr. Joey Angelo. What's up, Joey? How are you, my brother? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. Getting get my Monday on. It's okay. That's it. So, you know, <laughs> we, we have we have to kind of start off talking about the fact that like I'm walking in the city last week with a client and just bump into somebody coming out of like a, a, a store or a deli or something, uh, a cafe. <laughs> Food, eating as usual. Eating as usual, and and it was it was you, Joey. Uh, that was hysterical, and and that's why you got to love New York City, right? I mean, it happens a hundred times a day. It's crazy. Well, when you know as many people as you do, it literally happens a hundred <laughs> times a day. Also is, guilty. Yeah, right. Which is what I I think one of the one of my favorite things about you, and you know, we share a lot of friends in common, and and so forth, but. In the spirit of the Live Better podcast, I want to talk about like what works for you in all things growth, but I want to start off with your career and your background. So if you could give the audience a little background on yourself. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, post-college, when we, we knew each other then too, Yeah, uh, hit ourselves, but let's tell the truth. Um, I, you know, actually went into the, the, the beverage business as a whole, uh, I was I was bartending. Um, I bought a uh, um, uh, part of a lounge that we opened in 2023. I was kind of doing both while still doing the, the full time job to keep mom and dad happy, right during the day. It, wait, on. wait, what year was that? This was 2002. 2002. Okay. 2002. Yep. Wait, was that Calico Jacks or was that after? It, you're you're absolutely yes. So I was bartending Calico Jacks. Yep. Through the guys I met at, uh, at Calico Jacks, I actually met a guy named Eddie Dean, who okay. owned Pasha, now Shemansky's, and uh, does, you know, the Gov Balls and all the big festivals and stuff like that. Him and I opened a place called the Tiki Room, which is like a tiki concept on 22nd Street yep. uh, between six. Uh, so okay. it's kind of doing all. And uh, that transitioned into more uh, corporate beverage on the um, distributor side. Yeah. Uh, Amazing career that I pretty much owe everything to, to be honest, Jay. That 15 years, um, you know, I from day one, you know, kind of grew myself to be the number one writer in the company, um, won the president's award 12 consecutive years in a row, which is like their highest honor. And 
from there, I mean, you know, it just went to, well, you, you know what happened next. So. I, I do. I know exactly what, but we have to stop for a second because do you, do you even realize that Calico Jax is now a solid core? Uh, no. Is that crazy? So crazy. You know, it's <laughs> nuts, man. So I, my first job out of college, like day one, me and Eugene Rem. Yep. With in job, one of our fraternity brothers, a little bit older, he got us a job at the History Channel. We were sick. <laughs> I was, I mean, was that something that you were like aspiring to like be at the history channel or what? I mean, how did that happen? Out of the door and never come back is more like it. Yeah. 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 It was a standard cubicle, no windows. I mean, it was when I tell you the worst two years of my life. So (laughs) then I had, I had Eugene, he was like two cubes away, you know, just to keep me sane, but we're sharing a one bedroom apartment. Okay. It was his plug. So he got the actual bedroom. I had to put up the wall and every morning, 8 a.m., we take the subway together and, you know, just went there, but it's all just admin work. I mean, stacks of papers, <laughs> just garbage, man. It was the, the worst. And uh, right after that, I would run to Calico Jacks because I had to be there at six o'clock to bartend. Yep. Man, I would close that place every single night. I did that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm talking getting out of there at four o'clock in the morning, getting home, sleeping for maybe two hours, back at the desk at eight, not nine, eight. Yeah. And then on Saturday, I kept my bartending job at Hofstra. So I drove back to Long Island. But, you know. Was that, was that like, that was pre Crebets, right? Like, what was that place called? Yes. It was yeah, Crebets. Monterey's. Monterey's. Okay. Monterey's. Wow. This is like, this is an awesome, like, trip down memory lane because. Yeah. You know, I too, I mean, I would just, and that's a, a, a good kind of segue because, you know, I would just party several nights a week and obviously the weekends. And I also had to be at a desk at 8 a.m. And that was, I mean, I remember literally getting home, showering and getting to my desk. Oh, like yeah. so hungover, like still drunk, not even hungover. When I transitioned, uh, when I kind of put all that aside, the bartending and stuff like that, and went more corporate on the you know the beverage distribution, we had Friday meetings, they call them GSMs, general sales meetings, and they were from eight till five, like classroom style. Oh. Basically, all, all the big suppliers would come and do their you know song and dance and yada yada. But you know we're 24, 25 years old, a bunch of young guys all starting in the industry together. Which a lot of that crew I came in with, gangster after gangster, man. Oh, it's just obviously organic like awesome crew that we just, we came in with $20 together and yep. like some just, you know, destroying, but we would go out all night Thursday and just literally go straight to that meeting. And like, I got the sweats and grabbing the coffee. I'm like, you know, that clammy, sweaty, awful. All, right. all too well, all and too well. We go you do that and then, then we go straight to the Hamptons. Of course. Yeah. And, and for the, for the people listening who may not know who Eugene is, just give a quick background on Eugene. Uh, Eugene is my best friend in the world. Uh, my, my, my day one, if you will, but Eugene owns catch hospitality group. Uh, he was my freshman year roommate, uh, just so happened. And, uh, then we moved to the city together. We had a couple uh, apartments together, but yeah, best friend in the world. Talked to him all day, but he owns all the catches in, and, uh, and rumble boxing also, which you're rumble. a part of. Yeah. I'm a, Fester up too. Yeah, that kind of started my, um, you know, I, I guess, wellness career. Um, you know, obviously always into athletics and sports, you know, in some kind. Um, but that really kind of you know, kicked off my my entry into to the uh, the wellness space. 
Good. So before, before we dive into tequila and mezcal, I want to talk about, so you're, you're, you're early mid twenties doing that crazy routine that, that, you know, we, we, we share. And you know what that was JJ? That was the, that was the grind before the grind, before we knew what a grind was. That's right. You know, guys like you and I built a little bit differently, you know, and it's just, you know, we were grinding, not even knowing we're grinding. You yeah. And I mean? it was, it was more like, you know, it was, it was like a party grind, right? Like you were having a good time. And at that age, you could do that and not burn out. Like you could just yeah. literally be on two hours sleep and oh, do absolutely. it all over again. You know, at a very early age, you know, we under, you know, we figured out how to monetize that that hustle and yeah. not and be super aggressive. And yeah. but seven fifty nine, you're in that chair no matter what. It doesn't right. matter. Exactly. That, no excuses. That, that's the discipline, man. That's the that, that's right. So so from there, tell me about like how you how does your lifestyle change, you know, from your mid twenties till now? You know, you're you're very fit, you're super into working out. But kind of from that point, and were you back then was like working out an important thing to you when you could squeeze it in? It, it, it always was. But, you know, um, well, I got to be honest, you know, sports were, were never my, my thing. Not that I didn't play them. I was just never very good at them. Yeah. Um, but weight training always was um, yeah. to some degree. Always loved it. And, and you know, I guess, you know, we'll, you know, kind of talk about how that fits into business and stuff later, but just that mental discipline when you're doing the same awful things that hurt so bad again and again and again, I mean, it's, it's people that do that are built a little differently. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad, but it's a, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like torture that, you know, you obviously you, you take on, on yourself, but I think that mental and physical discipline of doing that same routine I'm one of those guys, man, if you're doing that routine at the gym, then you're that kind of guy in business. You're that kind of guy in life, professionally, socially, friends, family. I mean, there's, you always have, you have one brain and, yeah. um, you know, I think you could apply that to every aspect of, of your life. But, um, to answer your question, I was always into working out. I really took it to another level, I guess in my late thirties, I don't want to say I was working out wrong, but I didn't know what I know now. I didn't know yeah. the stuff things i didn't know i didn't have that 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 training iq that i have now so i really kind of took it to a different level and was that more uh when you took it to a different level was it well first off before i go there i, I completely agree i think it's very telling you know people who seek discomfort through you know physical activity and and things of that nature i think are all opt just optimizing, you know, all areas of life, because if you put yourself through that, you're more capable, you have more resilience, you have more energy typically. Um, and I think we're surrounded by a lot of people, you know, especially in our age group that are, you know, kicking ass, you know, physically, which like helps you mentally. I feel like it wasn't always like that. Like, you know, now I don't want to say it's trendy, but kind of, you know, there's yeah. no, no Mazas and influencers or people on that level when we came up, but it didn't Not exist. Not even close. It didn't exist. Like you, you, you and couldn't really, and if somebody was heavy into something, they could only tell you in person, right? Like you didn't have Instagram. So correct. Correct. Or kind of explain what you do, but there was no, you know, when I say I took it to another level, it's really, you know, you know, hiring people like a, like a, like a Jake, you know, Zemer and stuff like that, learning from people that are best at, you know, their craft. Uh, Brian Mazza, I learned so much from him and just, um, you know, just on, on that journey. But 
you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as accessible when, when we were coming up at all. So how did you and Brian meet? I, I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, you know, just through the city. Uh, I mean, he's another 15-year guy. Yeah. Uh, and, birth, and then he had the clothing company and some of the suits and just city friends. And uh, he's also yeah. Westchester like myself. And I just that's always right. liked him, likable guy. And we hit it off. And you know, that was really it. Yeah, that's ex- exactly what I expected. But I, I've never actually asked you that that you know specific question. But uh, I'm not yeah. surprised. Hospitality, you know, hospitality, fitness, Westchester, it, like lots of, it, lots it, it, it was, of energy. Uh, it wasn't if, it was when I meet Brian, right? A hundred percent. So, all right. So listen, so as life goes on and you're kind of evolving in the spirits game, right? First off, I think if you're going to drink, there's only two things to drink. It's tequila and mezcal. So yeah. you're in the, the perfect space, right? Oh, for, um, for, for. So let's talk about the beginning of Viva. Like bring us through how you start that, how you come up with the idea. And, and, and a follow-up to that, was that your thought process with tequila at the time? Did it have anything to do with health? Yes. Uh, short answer. Um, you know, it was like you know, kind of very much, you know, I think we took similar steps in, in different industries, but 15 years, I kind of make, made it to the tippity top, which, you know, and then, then leave, which people thought lunatic, you know, and like, yeah, you, kind of of you know, it's like, you should have left 15 years ago, buddy. but, um, you know, fi- finally made it and things are going great. And, you know, and I, I mean, all the relationships and, but I always just had this thing. I want to do my own. I always want to do my own selling other people's companies for 15 years. It's amazing. I love it. Certain things I love, certain things I don't love, certain things I think I could do better, certain things I can learn from. And I just had this thing and I was getting close to the 40 point. And uh, actually through Doug Jake, a very dear friend of mine, owns uh, Invest and uh, several SPACs, super successful guy. Uh, he introduced me to somebody um, in the space who's very like-minded and wanted to do something similar. And long story short, man, I left and, uh, and I, I, I went for it um, and wanted to be very, very successful. Uh, and I taught myself a ton. I was basically moonlighting, doing both for like six months, kind of getting acclimated then ripped off the Band-Aid. And I mean, I went from uh, an executive uh, on a distributor level here in New York on a Friday to a CEO of my own company on a Monday not really knowing what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And so when I, when I did that for me, Mexico, the Mexican government, I mean, freight, you know, uh, bringing shipments for glass from China. I mean, how do I know this? You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Was all and pretty crazy ride. Yeah. So for me, I was just going to say like when I decided to leave CBRE and, and, you know, start Saber, I mean, I, I look back on it and I was, that was my, probably my unhealthiest point because I was so stressed out, man. Like I just, I was grinding and, and honestly drinking my way through like the, I also just had my first son at the same time. Like I was just, and, and looking back at that, I'm like, it was so chaotic. I don't know if I would do it again. Right. Like and 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 the best part is you successfully exit Viva and you're doing it again with Sukasa, which is the best. Well, you're like hard, hard first, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hard. So so talk about that. So and and also I want to hear about like just talk about Viva for a second. You get a little yeah. into it because there was a philanthropy component uh, so to that. First solo project. Um, 
uh, uh, you know, custom bottle. We did a Hoven tequila. We had three marks. We had a Reposado. We had an extra Nejo. We did things a little bit differently. We really tried to disrupt the space, but I hate using that word, but we were doing that organically before that was like a buzzword thing, disrupting, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, custom bottle, something people never saw before. Um, really branding was secondary. The bottle was covered in triangles and that was essentially like our Nike swoosh where the Viva logo was really tiny in the left-hand corner. We wanted the triangles to be the brand. That was the Starbucks. That was the Nike, right? You see that swoosh. You don't have to, you don't see, you don't have to see the word Nike. Yep. Um, and man, for four years, we just, you know, really just hustled that brand. My entire life was New York to Los Angeles to Vegas to DC, to Chicago, to Florida, back to New York. I did that for just about four years. Uh, got to almost 30,000 cases um, and uh, learned so much, man. Didn't really, we had really no, no employees. Uh, had one office manager and that's kind of it. Um, well, listen, I, I know how you operate and, and that's yeah. what I want to learn from you. Like, how can you keep that pace up for four years of yeah, like it, grinding your face off. Like what, what do you it, do? Tell me about that. It was really tough, but I had a goal, you know, and with, and it was a different time, you know, this is like 2017, 2018, but you know, you need to get to, to a certain amount of, of sales in order to have the big boy conversations. And that was just my goal. I was tunnel vision, you know, got to get to that amount. And, and to your point, it got to the amount. Yeah. I couldn't sell another bottle. I mean, yeah. like, and, um, that's when I started talking to, you know, um, you know, so some of the bigger suppliers and stuff like that. And I uh, got an investment banker and put together uh, a really good program to kind of put this on the block. Not necessarily sell the entire company, maybe a 50-50, maybe a 70-30, but, you know, get incorporated into their wheelhouse and get, you know, get a marketing department, get salespeople, get, you know, let's really scale the shit out of this. Uh, yeah, you, was- you brought it as far as you could on your Correct. solo mission. But so tell me, but I'm curious, like what is your, what's your daily, (laughs) what's your daily routine like? And did it change at all, you know, from then till now? Like, what do you, what do you do every day? What is, what is your, what are the non-negotiable things that you do? How the hell are you able to travel like that and, and not get sick all the time? Yeah, totally. I tell you, dude, I, I never get sick. They'd say like, I really don't, uh, maybe every four or five years, I get a little cold. Wow. Uh, so first thing in the morning, I wake up at 6 o'clock a.m. every day. This is non-negotiable. Um, glass of warm water with pink salt, lemon. Uh, I put my creatine. What pink salt? Like just? Um, Himalayan pink salt. Okay. Nice. And um, it basically is like nature's kind of pre-workout, if you will. Yep. Um, warm, empty stomach, get that down, have a small breakfast at the gym at 7. Not, not 7.01, 7. I grab my coffee on the way ready to go 60 to 90 minutes of Joey time. I need that so badly. That's my, probably the only time I get by myself ever. Um, and that really glides me through today. I never get that like four o'clock, five o'clock. I'm tired. I need a coffee kind of thing. I just, because my days don't end, you know, it's, it's, it's meetings all day, admin stuff, zooms, blah, 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 cool stuff like this here and there, but mostly just meetings and meetings and meetings. But then at night I'm entertaining probably five nights a week. Oh. So, uh, yeah. So listen, man, it's like, it's, so when you say like, you know, has your life changed from like your twenties, you know, in certain areas, but that I still do that a lot. And, and it's a super important part of this business, any business, you know, 
but it's also my superpower, so I love it, right? Of course. Um, but you're banging steaks every night and pastas and no bueno, right? So <laughs> more, more emphasis on, you know, my macros, non-negotiable, gym, non-negotiable, my cardio, non-negotiable. But that helps me, you know, being able to entertain and eating restaurant food five nights a week. Tell me about, um, so you're at the gym, is it five days a week, like weekdays? And then you change I, it on the weekend or I, is it? I weight train six days okay. and on walk on the treadmill just to get a little sweat. That's like my rest day, but an active rest day. Just so if work. you're at the gym for 60 to 90 minutes, walk me through like what a, what 60 and 90 looks like and what you, what cardio is, you know, versus the short sure. weight training. So this is kind of tying everything in together. Like the whole basis of your podcast, which I love. Yeah. Just my secret is just my personal opinion is what I do in life fitness business simplify people think make things so complicated i my superpower is doing this dude i try to make it as easy as possible so i do a uh, a full body routine well first of all i get to the gym i do a inclined treadmill on 15 um around 2.5 to 3.0 15 20 minutes nothing crazy just to get warm okay yeah, 15 inclines no joke it is, it is no joke. You're soaked. It's great. It's a real nice way to get warm. Also, while managing my calendar, flagged emails. So it's just enough like you're not huffing and puffing. So you can kind of get your stuff done too. I wouldn't make any phone calls or do a podcast, but I can manage my, my calendar a little bit. So I do that. And then I get into a full body routine. So I do, um, I do legs, chest, back, shoulders, thighs, tries. If I have time, a little ab work. So I do four sets of every body part. This is why I like it so much. So in order for muscle growth, you, you need about 15 sets per body part per week. This gives you 20. But also, if I'm doing four sets of legs as opposed to 16 or 20, I mean, I'm going for it. What, yeah. what can you do four sets of, right? Again, simplify. So I'm giving, not 100%, I'm giving 500%. And, and I saw a huge difference in my physique once I changed it up from the, you know, back and buys, chest and tries, which I did for years. Nothing wrong with that. But this is more, um, you know, I think as we get older, you know, kind of really an aesthetic heavy uh, discipline workout. But you could just really give it your all and then you blast through legs. Now I'm now I got a fresh chest and my chest is fine. I didn't touch it. Blast through that. Give it my all. Then back, so on and so forth. So you're really giving you know, 500% of every single body part. And I do that six days a week. You do. So you, is the full body routine the same every day, six days a week? No, it, it really changed. It, it changes. So like today was squats, maybe tomorrow's leg press. Um, as long as it, it can really be anything, as long as it's a leg, a chest, a back, a shoulders, a buys, a tries. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, it's an, it's an interesting way to, to, to think about it because I'm also, you know, it's it, the way that you have to entertain at night is very different. You know, I'm typically in fitness studios with people during the day and oftentimes obligated to do a workout, you know, or a class and things of that nature. And I'm realizing now I just, I'm, I'm, I'm 90% through an injury right now. And I'm realizing like, I need to be way more disciplined and committed to doing my routine and not just jumping into other people's workouts, like, because I feel obligated to, and for sure. it takes me it off takes my game. Oh man, for, for years, you know, I would really kind of leverage that a little bit 
you know, take clients, you know, to a, to a class, um, you know, versus, you know, eating and drinking all the time. Well, especially with rumble, right? Like you would, you would do classes. I'm sure a ton. Great way to kind of, you know, to, you know, engage with people that, that doesn't involve, you know, food or alcohol and stuff like that. And I would do it all the time, but to your point, it, it kind of does throw you off the routine. Like now it's like 11 AM and I'm like, now I got a shower. I'm already in the city. Like, it's like, it kind of took me out of my box. And I, right. I like being a, yeah. Yeah. No, which is interesting because I think part of why you're so successful is your, you know, you're just basically like checking the boxes all day, every fucking day. <laughs> like at a certain point, like success is uh, inevitable, right? I I, I would hope, or you know, I got it all wrong. But it's like follow up after follow up after follow. It's like I mean, it's insane. It's just, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. All right. Well, listen, your newest project is Sukasa, right? Which is on the yeah. heels of Tequila, right? Mezcal. Talk to me about that. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, after it successfully launched Margs, you know, the can margarita. Oh yeah. Wait, how did I skip Margs? Let's go back. Sorry. Let's go to yeah. Marg. After Viva, I mean, right after. I mean, I, yeah. This is. I got to put your August 2020 COVID hat on. Yeah. Sitting by that pool out there like everybody else, pacing like a lunatic for the first time in my entire adult career. I had literally nothing to do. Your and, deck on your pool definitely is not the same from those days pacing. I, <laughs> your pace is not like a normal pace. So this not, had to wear and tear on your deck. Oh, yeah, right? So it, <laughs> I guess it exited in, in 2020 and then... Yeah, man, I got since the first time since like my my paper route. I don't know, like a, a kind of jobless, right? So, God, sitting around. I mean, this is when you're waiting online to go to the grocery store and uh, uh, you know to get uh, toilet paper, right? With so, like a full body body suit on, like armor yeah, body. <laughs> totally. So I, I guess I got into uh, you know heavy alcohol consumption at home, like everybody else, right? That's that's uh, a fact. And uh, you know, I got really into the RTD thing. Um, you know, outside. Ready to drink for everybody who's listening. Ready, Ready to drink. The can, the high noons, if you will. But I'm a tequila guy. I always was, just like yeah. you. So yeah. then I got into, you know, buying all the tequila ones. I, I, you know, I like tequila, but never found one I like. And I, I want to say, tr probably tried them all at that point, at least most of them. And I had that like, aha, uh -huh, I think I could do this better moment. Jay really was like that. I mean, it's a couple of weeks after my deal was done. I got... I'm like, you know what? He got together with a couple guys that I trust in the industry. I'm like, let's do this, man. It's like, there's, they're so extreme. They're like, some that are like that are like kind of seltzers, like a LaCroix. And then you have some that's literally a glass of sugar. I mean, like 50, 60 grams of sugar. Coca-Cola has like 30 to give you an idea. Damn. And I'm like, you know, in the middle of that's like sessionable. Um, and they all use that aspartame, that fake, like sweet and low kind of, you know, nasty uh, ingredient for the sweetness and to keep the calories low. Um, so hence, Margs was born. We trademarked the name Margs, and it's a margarita. That was everything. Perfect. Um, built that company up, got into a great space where it still is now. It's rocking and rolling. It's doing super well, knock on wood. And uh, launched Sukasa this past May, but working on it for a year, obviously, to get it ready. And here is this guy right here. Yeah, it's beautiful. The bottle's awesome. Like uh, being man. being through the journey with you, like just love yeah. watching. Yeah, totally, man. Every every step of the way, cut custom bottle. I don't know if you can see the you know the yeah. bumps here. of a, a water glass at a Mexican restaurant type thing. So with the mezcal, just kind of breeze through it quickly. Like you know, we read so much and all the trades that you know mezcal is going like this, and 
you know, it's double digit growth and catching up tequila. Yet I always found it odd that if you ask anybody outside the industry to name two mezcals, uh, hummada, 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 nothing. I name, can't even name two mezcals now. It's like exactly my point. And, and you're a young guy who's out and about and in the scene. Yeah, of course. And if you ask people to name vodka, gin, rum, or anything else under the sun, they'll shoot your ear off. So I kind of did a deep dive on why that is. And my personal why is um, most of them are stock bottles, most of them, you know, heavy tattoo, skeleton, dark, death kind of vibes, like yeah. very day. Uh, which mine is, you know, the exact opposite. Mine's more namaste and, yeah. um, you know, that kind of vibe. Which also, makes sense, by the way, because a lot of a lot of females drink mezcal. Like that was always, and, and as you were telling me you were doing this, I'd be out with my team and we, you know, have dinner and, and the the women would be ordering mezcals, you know, cocktails. And I was like, wow, oh. Joey's, Joey's onto something here. He's right. It's, you know, you see it. And what I really noticed, again, being out and entertaining at night, you see people just like, oh, I'll have a mezcal, I'll have a mezcal. Like, no one's saying the name. And, and it's because they can't pronounce it, Jay. That, yeah. That's what a lot of these names. And are, none of them are top of mind, right? Like, obviously, it's, and it's, this oh. is a lot of marketing and branding is top of mind, right? For sure. And I think mezcal did, as a category, did a pretty poor job of that. Not every, just, just most. And yeah. a lot of them are long Spanish names that are very difficult to pronounce for, for the average American consumer. Um, so I trademarked the name Sucasa, you know, staying true to the roots, but a name that, you know, flows and, and really kind of falls off the tongue. And Mikasa Sucasa play that game all day long. Love but to it. your point, you know, with, with females getting into it and stuff, I noticed it as well. You know, typically Mezcal is very smoky and aggressive. And I really brought that down working with my producer, you know, almost about 14 months. So it's much more tropical, agave forward, um, more vegetal, very much more approachable um, and and more of what you love in tequila. So yeah. automatic triggers that, oh, I like this. And then the smoke kind of comes after. So more, more round and, uh, and it really made for a much more accessible product. So it's interesting because I slowed down my alcohol consumption just as a result of doing 75 hard twice in 2022. And then since alcohol free in 2023 rhymed, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to test myself just to I'm challenging myself. Right. So the funny part is I'm almost at the end of the year and I haven't tasted Sukasa for that reason. I haven't tasted anything. Um, yeah. And, you know, but I, I do want to talk about how the fitness industry as a whole has embraced tequila in a major way. And that's, you know, how I started to, I, before I removed alcohol, I started to only drink tequila and all the homies, you know, Ann and I from Solid Core, like we would just yeah. drink tequila, um, put an orange in it, like just, you know, keep yeah. it, keep it simple. Definitely. And, and, you know, it's funny because everywhere you turn people are talking about like how tequila is healthy for healthier for you whatever it is and mezcal too right so i'm just curious to get your take on uh, on you know and i'm sure there are ones that are better for you than others and whatnot but kind of walk us through that because i think a lot of people listening should know you know what they should be drinking and what they are drinking maybe with some popular brands that they think are healthy and yeah. so on and so forth so you really, so it all comes down to the, you know, the glycemic index. And that's really why kind of overnight it became the fitness cocktail. Right. Um, so I guess like, you know, 
first and foremost, like for me, again, who's, you know, out and about, you know, every night and I mean, it's calories and stuff. It's, it's alcohol. You know what I mean? You really want to control what you can control, you know, with the food, like, Listen, you know, if I if I go out with a bunch of guys and we're we're going for steaks, like uh, I'm not going to get a salad with a dressing on the side, but but I'm also not going to have uh, a 16 ounce T-bone to myself. You know what I mean? It's like you know, get a lot of veg, have a couple pieces of steak. You know, you got to just eat around it. You know, do do the best you can, right? Yeah. Same alcohol, so you know, mixed drinks, cocktails, and stuff. Yeah, I mean they're fun and all, but a lot of sugar, a lot of you know additives and stuff like that. Bad headache again. I'm an early bird, can't have it. So the tequila soda really kind of morphed into like that fitness drink and even just rocks. Like I just get, you know, I, I like to drink it on the rocks with, with that orange peel, like you said, and you know, and I, and you sip it, but it really, it's, it's, it's the sugar level. It's the glycemic index. Um, and tequila and mezcal and all things agave have a very low glycemic index. So, uh, it is, if you are going to drink it is hands down the, the healthiest option. Yeah, for sure. And I always felt just cleaner, you know, by drinking, but- Tequila and, and also, yeah. you no know, hangover really. Like I, I never get a hangover. Um, you know, I've seen you no know, consumption is one thing, but it's uh, it's certainly the the cleanest alternative for sure. So, out of curiosity, how would you say that that your entire life, you know, has evolved from your twenties, from from actually college, like when we first met, till now? Like, what what would you share with people about just general? Um, life optimization and things specific to your success, because, you know, you're surrounded by super high performing folks and you're obviously a super high performing person. What, what, what could you share with, with the, uh, with the listeners just about overall life optimization? I can only speak for myself and, and but um, you know, again, simplify. Um, I caught myself many times going really wide, you know, especially as a a day one entrepreneur, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with money. Like you got to do it yourself. We're going to hire a hundred people with what, what capital. So you're trained to kind of do it yourself. And I tell you one time, Eugene, uh, again, back to Eugene, he told me my, my mid thirties, he's like, you know, you got to cut the shit with, with the admin stuff. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, your magic dust. I'm like, what do what, what you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you say? He's like, you know what your magic dust is. He's like, no, nobody's better than you in the game with people. And he's like, he's like, forget the Excel sheets. He's like, forget the admin stuff. He's like, you know, you're, you're doing so much of that. So I'm like, well, I, you know, I have to, I don't have anybody to do it. He's like, figure it out. And, yeah. um, whether, and that was a great kind of, and I, I knew he was, was one of those things that kind of click when someone says it, obviously I know that I know what my superpower is. It's certainly not Excel spreadsheets and decks and financials and all that kind of stuff. It's actually probably the opposite, but important and it needs to be done. Right. But no matter what, and it's kind of easier said than done, but whether it's part-time, whether it's an assistant, whether maybe you, you pay them with a little bit of equity, you figure it out to unload it. Right. And, you know, in a nutshell, concentrate on your superpowers. And, yeah. and that, that's what, that's what I, do that that would be i guess the the thing that clicked for me the most concentrate on on your super everybody has them you know identify what it is and concentrate just on that would would be what i would have to say i love uh, yeah i mean that's that's great advice and i think you start to figure that out along the way but if somebody can identify it and like drop it in your ear especially eugene right you're like yeah yeah "Hmm." Yeah, you know know what i mean and i knew he was right to begin with and it just kind of you know, all click, but it's, um, 
you know, everybody, you know, that that's what's great, you know, just about life in general, man. It's like that. That's why, like, you know, I love being out and about. I love engaging with people from all different industries. It's like, it's organic for me. Like, I love it, Jen. Absolutely love it. I love talking to all different people from all different walks of life and connecting the thoughts and making intros and, um, and it's just so natural for me. You know what I mean? So oh, totally. Like, yeah. You're, I, you're, you're one of those people that like is, and I think we're very similar in that way. Like you take pride in like really introducing people and helping people. And that's yeah. pretty rare. Like not many people, yeah. you know, it's very rare and you're like <laughs> happy to do it. Do it. Why do you care? I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know why I care. Actually, to be honest. Like, yeah. But that's how you got where you are too. Right. Like, it's like, you I know, guess. No, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Big time. And I feel like it's, you know, it's also an energy, right? It's, which is infectious. And I think, you know, so much, again, as I get older, I realize, you know, energy is really important. And if you have people around you that have either shitty energy or negative energy or the shit's so contagious, like it's I just awful. need to awful. get away. Yeah, it really is. And it seems so like organic and, and easy, but yet it's not you know i mean just be yourself really you know what i mean it's like but you're right there is a lot of you know bad energy out there and it's uh it's no bueno man talk to me before we jump we got to dive into the tattoos so, uh -huh. so when did you start getting tattooed and uh, what is your frequency and what inspires you to get tattooed oh uh, man great question so i got this about five years ago um I don't know if you can see, but you know, a lot, a lot of flowers and stuff. It's my mother's favorite flower. Oh, um, that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. My mother passed away when I was, uh, as soon as I graduated college. Me too. Um, we, we, unfortunately we, we both belong to that club. Or yeah, that's a very yeah. unfortunate club. Um, and that's something she used to say to me in Italian that, uh, in her handwriting, um, and these are her favorite flowers and that's awesome. pretty much the same exact sleeve on my right leg. So it matches exactly. Uh, I think I'm, Good. I spent enough hours bang and um, spent someone's college tuition already on ink. So, uh, but I think I'm good. I like how it's like uh, symmetry works. It's really just the same piece on my leg. So, and was that done like in several different? How how long did it take? Yeah, it was like five, five or six, like 10, 12 hour sessions. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. a lot of. And, uh, and pretty much same for the like the leg. Actually, I, I just uh, I just finished up a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you find tattooing, like getting tattooed to be a little therapeutic? Like the, yeah. me too. I, I love that. I got the stone out. I got my headphones in and, you know, me on my phone a little bit, but just the sound and kind of, I, I do, I do. And it doesn't hurt like people think it's, it's more annoying than anything. Yeah. I mean, there are, once you get under that armpit there, it's not fun. <laughs> Let's be real. How about the shin? I don't have leg tattoos. Oof. Yeah, it, it was it was just last week. But when yeah. I tell you, you, you could hear it on the bone. Like, oh, like just yeah. I mean, you hear the vibration of the gun on the bone, and it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, my whole leg was done, so it was hours and hours of that. Ooh, yeah. There are parts that are definitely painful for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you, I mean, you just brought up you know something obviously that we share that that you know was a tremendous effect on me and, you know, my mental health, you know, losing my yeah, mom yeah. and trying to keep everything together. And, you know, um, especially at like 21, man, we're just like discovering yourself. Like it was like, I just graduated, you know what I mean? I just moved to the city with my best friend. I just got my first job, like all those things like you want to share. And then it just, 
So, it's so re- it's, I knew that, but like, I didn't realize that we literally like, while we were going through the same grind, the full, the days in the, in the office and then the nights out and then, you know, uh, both kind of dealing with that loss, that tragedy. Yeah. You know, it was a rough time for me for sure. Wrecked wreck my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And say what, like, you know, not that hopefully it doesn't sound dark, uh, but it, it dark's okay. I mean, now that you're in the light, dark's okay, right? It's well, a, it, it doesn't it doesn't get better. It, yeah, people think all the time like that. That's not true. And you don't ever want to do that. Time doesn't make things better. Time makes you forget, and that's awful. You know, you never want to forget. You know what I mean? That's why this is her handwriting, her her flowers, her favorite. Like you never want to forget. You know no. what I mean? So, but uh, it it doesn't get better. It does not. Um, and I I would agree with you. It, it yeah. never gets better. And at every stage of life, it gets a little bit, you know. And I agree with you. I feel like I don't do enough to, you know, keep her memory front and center, as opposed to yeah. like human you know. nature. Busy. You have your own life. You have your own kids now, and we're going fifty thousand miles an hour. It's like, but it's really like I really try to, you know, certain dishes she used to make. I try to make those like every month at least, like you know, whether I enjoy them or not. Like they were, <laughs> you know, well, good for you, man. You're doing better than me. I'm not even attempting those things. So. You should be really <laughs> well, proud of yourself. That's very therapeutic for me. I cooking. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. uh I could understand that. I, I I should probably try something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally for sure. Well, Joey, this is okay. Yeah, of course. Listen, I mean, life is about now. It's about trying to find things that just make you feel good, right? And I yeah. think you know, doing that. I think that that difficult routine that you mentioned, you know, like makes you feel accomplished and confident, and you know, overall feel good, like. It, it does. Difficult things, easy times, easy things, difficult times. Like there is something and to that. First thing in the morning, now, you know, you got more self-respect, you got more confidence. First, you know, you already achieved that. I mean, you know, all those hurdles you're going to go through the rest of the day, you just drive right through it. But it's, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's even more important for, for this. Well, I love you, brother. This has been a great conversation. Where can everyone find you? Tell it, tell, tell people where to find you on Instagram. Absolutely. Uh, Instagram. So the two brands are uh, at Sip Margs uh, and at Sukasa Mezcal. Um, you can see those at Instagram pages. The website is sukasamezcal.com and the website for Margs is sipmargs.com. You can buy them online, check them out, see what we're all about, the vibe, all that good stuff. Awesome, brother. Keep crushing life and great catching up. Likewise, brother. Be good. Peace.